Hello, Penny here. Today on my garden podcast, anxiety's just gone way out of control. What if someone writes in and says this isn't about gardening? Mm. Pulsatilla? Pulsatia. There's no expertise in this show. Pulsatilla. Pulsatia. You don't come to this podcast for gardening expertise, do you? No. You come for a little friend in the garden. Hello. Okay, so we're here at what's often referred to as the bed of death. (laughs) The reason for that is it's a small box that Hunky Husband fashioned out of two before. I don't know if it is two before, actually, you know, that kind of plank of wood. Anyway, some bits of wood and (laughs) it's an oblong. And in it is lovely, really good compost. But of course, it's very small and is in full sun most of the time during the summer so plants in here have to be particularly good at enjoying hot sun and often dry soil um we're in the northwest in the uk which means we do have a you know an embarrassing amount of water rather lovely amount of water but you know every now and again you turn your back you go on a holiday or it's a really dry spell and the bed of death dries out so, with that in mind, I've got some nice drought proof. I don't know if they're drought proof, but they're, they're, they don't mind a bit of dryness. Plants to go in it, because it's looking like a bit of a bare soil box at the moment. Like something you might do some digging in at, at an infant school or nursery. I used to love all that. The sand table, the water table, not that water table, like a table with water in it. And you could do teaming and tipping, pouring, scooping. Uh, yeah, so that, that's good. So I bought three plants when I went out with Delia a few weeks ago to the garden centre. And lovely. I've got an allium. Let's have a look. Yeah, sunny, infertile, well-drained soil. I'm going to take that as a nod to being slightly dried out every now and again. Now, I know an allium is a really showy, big spherical flower um, with big spherical flower heads up to 15 centimetres across I'm just reading that out actually I know I'm sounding knowledgeable (laughs) I wouldn't have actually used the word spherical I would have gone it's a massive round thing at the top of a long stalk it's a bit of a show and go to be honest an allium it's a bit of a disappointment to be honest I think Um, but when you mix it in with other stuff and you've got this kind of showy big pom-pom at the top of a very long stalk then for a few weeks of the year you can enjoy that and be quite fascinated by it so it's a big bulb I think but anyway I bought it in a pot um, it's purple it's called the globe master the globe master mm. so that was nine pounds I paid how much oh everything's gone up hasn't it anyway it was that nice garden center so I don't mind and then I've got another purple one and my mum and I we're, be- we're bang into colours you know what I mean we like we like chatting about what goes with what so we decided that these different purples and reds would look really nice all together this is a oh god don't you hate it when you go about to do something announce something it's actually quite hard to say so I'm not going to sound very fluent it's a mm, pulsatilla 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 it's a pinwheel, dark red shades. Never heard of it, actually. It's a pulsatilla, pulsatilla, 
vulgaris for those of you who want to know that although you don't come to this podcast for gardening expertise do you no you come for a little friend in the garden hello right so i like this it's a bit parsley looking in its leaf and the flowers already out are a beautiful dark red and inside they've got lovely yellow pollen uh, which is obviously contrasting with the purple some of it needs deadheading already but some of it looks like it's about to bloom again which is very encouraging and it prefers full sun in well-drained soil and it grows 30 centimeters by 30 centimeters which to people of a certain age is a vinyl record 12 inch or lp Anyway, I'm very glad to be returning into the garden this week because we've we've actually been away for a week to a lovely seaside place in Wales called Tenby, which was fantastic. Um, I feel really relaxed, but I did arrive there rather tightly wound and anxious. I've never had anxiety before in a big way. I've been anxious from time to time, which is where you just go... <gasps> It might go all horribly wrong. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it might not. Oh, it'll be okay. And then it dissipates. It goes. But I'd been living with like three or four weeks of just ongoing anxiety where I was on high alert for problems at every turn. And I realised this sort of two weeks into this feeling, palpitations, jumpiness, you know, things startling me easily and just thinking everything's going to go to hell in a handcart, no matter what. And then I kind of drifted off into a bit of a daydream and I was thinking about what my parents would do if there was a fire at their, at their apartment. How would they get out? My dad's not great on his feet at the moment. Well, I'd say at the moment, he hasn't been for years. It's not like it's a phase. <laughs> He's quite immobile. Where would their exit points be? I was thinking, we must drill for this. We must get round there and, and work out a map and put it on, laminate it on the back of their doors so they know what to do. Get some emergency lighting for the middle of the night if it's in the night. And my brain, oh my goodness, I told my daughter about all of this and she said, Mum, it sounds exhausting. I said, to be honest, it is. I'm really anxious and I'm knackered. And so I'm going on like this. And then it was a couple of weeks into doing this sort of like quick thinking, rapid response sort of negativity that I realised I was experiencing anxiety. And I think, do you know what? I've lost the plot. Anxiety has just gone way out of control and I'm going to have to get some control back. So I hit the apps, you know. I went for the meditation, I went for the walks and the swimming, I did the deep breathing at all times, I got sleep and, you know, managed to get on top of it slightly and then went on holiday and then it just all faded away. It was so pleasant, it was such a nice different environment as well, Um, all the buildings are very Victorian and Georgian and it was a Victorian sort of spa place, spa, you know, rest, you know, people saw the the idea of water as being restorative. 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 Helped you get better. <laughs> restorative. Restorative. And I thought, well, this is the best place, isn't it? I took in the waters. <laughs> Whatever. I didn't quite get in the water. It was April in Wales. I'm not going to do that. Anyway, I had a fantastic time. Got back. Thought, yeah, I can, I can do this now. I'm hopefully not going to be what-ifing all the time um 
so yeah what if these plants die in the frost that we might get tonight and then you've just got to answer that haven't you with a well so what anyway blah blah let's crack on with the gardening shall we hey and I, do you know what i had a bit of an epiphany about um the title of this show because i was thinking what if someone writes in and says this isn't about gardening you know in that kind of anxiety riddled everyone's out to get you no one's nice someone's going to say something mean i better i better be extra anxious in case they do right what happens if someone says this isn't about gardening this isn't there's no expertise in this show well if we had called it my gardening podcast then yeah there might be a fair point this is my script in my head as a rebuff but actually this is called my garden podcast and as you can hear i'm in the garden i've even got gardening gloves on and we're doing some gardening but it doesn't mean to say it's a podcast about gardening in fact a podcast about my mental health (laughs) anyway let's put the pulsatilla and the allium and the oh i haven't mentioned this this is one of my favorites that i've been watching on television for a long time now and every time i see it i think oh i must get one of those and it's a snake's head fritillary fritillary snake's head fritillary and the glorious thing about this is that the kind of lampshade style dangly flowers have actually got a snake skin pattern on them and I love that it's totally incongruous it's like a a pattern that you would see on a beast or indeed a pair of shoes I bloody love nature that's amazing let's see if this goes into well-drained soil ordinary soil Uh, that does not dry out in summer (laughs) never mind I'm going to bung it in the ground anyway 